Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won! Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing High Five Casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! <laughs> I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your High Five moment today? Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. What's up? This is Michael Rappaport. You are now listening to a brand new I Am Rappaport stereo podcast. On today's podcast, the NBA is and always will be fantastic as we head into the second round almost of the NBA playoffs. George Zimmerman is still trying to get on dating sites. George Zimmerman, nobody, not one chick is checking for you, Duke. Plus, Jack Nicholson turned 82. Nicholas Cage got married for four days, and his wife now wants spousal support. We're covering all that and more on a big body, banging, brand new I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Miles Jordan, please let me get something real nice, something real proper, but most importantly, yes. Yeah, I need something real funky. Let's go. All right. Yes, we are here. Have no fear. It is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Welcome. Welcome to the Disruptive Behavior. My name is Michael Rappaport, a.k.a. the Gringo Mandingo, a.k.a. the White Chocolatito, a.k.a. the Jake LaMotta of podcasting, a.k.a. Mr. New York, a.k.a. the man they call Mr. A.K.A. Woo! Man. Um, shit, just today, man. What a fucking day I've had. I've had a crazy busy day. I woke up at 5.30 this morning, which uh, some people out there listening might do every single day, um, but I don't do it all the time. I usually wake up around 7 o'clock, 
And uh, when you got to wake up at 5.30, it's a little jolting. Um, and I went to go work on Atypical uh, Season 3, which we're shooting right now. Um, and I got to do a dope scene with Jennifer Jason Lee, who reminds me sometimes just how so good she is. Um, and today was one of those days. It was just a short scene, but she's just, she's just a fucking A-plus original actress who is one of the few people that has hit those few beats a few different times in her career. Um, so I'm just a, a fan of hers. And I, um, you know, she impresses the shit out of me. Um, and then I had to go to the doctor, um, the knee doctor, this guy named Dr. Elitrage, who's literally the guy that reconstructed Tom Brady's knee. Um, he's worked with all sorts of athletes. He worked with Russell Westbrook and... I think he's the guy that uh, did Kobe Bryant's Achilles. Um, in fact, I'm pretty sure about that. He, he's that dude. He's like the dude. And I've had you're like, well, what the fuck is he doing to your fucking knee? Um, yeah, I get it. Um, but he he uh, you know he he he's like the you know the uh, the, uh, the the doctor to the stars or the, uh, the 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 disruptive stars. So anyway, I've had this swelling in my fucking knee for the last like four weeks. Uh, uh, but it don't stop me. You know, I got a little podcast need, but does the show go on? Yeah, the fucking show goes on. Joel Embiid missed game three with a little, uh, uh, probably the same thing I had. Yeah? Yeah? Well, I didn't stop. I haven't stopped. Anyway, but it was discomfort, uh, swelling, a lot of swelling. Um, and because of my fainting, you guys know my fucking history and I'm Jewish and I'm neurotic. Uh, but but it was very like I couldn't stretch because it was like it was just swollen like I couldn't you know I wake up in the morning limping like you know and all that stuff anyway so I finally went to go see him I finally got in there to see him and um, I had to get my knee drained which I've never done before and shit yo they stick like a three inch needle in your knee and um, if you're freaked out by needles which I'm not but I could definitely see someone passing out from this uh and they did it to the front and the back i obviously couldn't see uh when they did it in the back because i was laying on my stomach and i was already it did the front and i got to see uh that whole part but i watched the guy stick a three inch needle into my knee it even sounds gross saying it uh to some people because i know some people are really freaked out by needles um and it, it hurt. It, it more pinches. It's so much of that shit is mental. If you like us to relax, like, you know, probably 10 years ago, I wouldn't have been able to, to do that. I don't know what they do with people that are freaked out by needles. Anyway, they, I watched them stick this needle into my knee and then, you know, like it's like, the, then they pull all this fluid that's causing the swelling into the knee. I have this thing called a Baker cyst and it's not like a skin cyst. It's just what they call it. A Baker cyst. It's inflammation. It's like an inflamed sack inside the knee, not like a cyst or a boil. It's inside. Why they use the term cyst, I don't know. Um, but he pulled a full uh, half a syringe, you know, like the thick, like Pulp Fiction size syringe of this like not blood, but it's like fluid and it's kind of gooey. And, and of course there is blood in it. I was like, this is fucking gross. Uh, and then they did it to the back of my knee. Uh, which hurt even less, and then they sent me on my merry way. Uh, uh, but I was deep, deep in the fucking cut uh, near the airport. Then I had to drive 
from there to the roast master general himself, I did Jeff Ross's podcast um, because Jeff Ross is that dude. And Jeff Ross came, saw, and conquered for the I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast. And even if he never did my podcast, I just have such respect uh, for Jeff Ross. But I'm an any place, any time type of dude. Shout out to that Mark-ass Bill Simmons. Remember how that thing went down? I had been doing his podcast and his bunk-ass shows. And then when I asked him to uh, have me on to promote this book as Ball Sports Rants from the MVP of Talking Trash, uh, I didn't get returned phone calls. See, uh, that's not how I get down. You fuck with me, I fuck with you uh, any place, anytime, where and when. That's how I get down. Anyway, so I literally just came from Jeff Ross's house recording his podcast, which will be up uh, later this week. Whew. A lot, a lot. I'm talking a lot. And then... Um, I came home uh, to the gloom tomb, and here we are recording this here classic I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast. And you may notice a difference in sound quality. You are now officially listening to the I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast on the Luminary app. We are officially on the front lines of the podcast wars with luminary media we don't fact check but we do fuck yes not literally no but figuratively today the luminary app is live on all devices in the united states canada the uk and australia everyone else like our fans in brazil chile thailand russia and japan and more sign up anyway because we are going to have this app to you before May 20th for the entire world. This is the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. This is the worldwide phenomenon. And this is the best podcast app ever created. If you are not listening to this episode on the Luminary app right now, why? Why? Go ahead and download it for free now. I'll wait. No, seriously, go ahead and search for the Luminary app. I'll wait. Miles, Jordan, play me something real funky, real proper, while the Rapper Pack downloads the Luminary app. Yes, do you see what I mean? This is a clean fucking podcast machine. When you sign up, you enter your primary email address so you can get all offers, promotions, and perks that come along with being an early adapter of the Luminary app. This is the first state-of-the-art app that's dedicated specifically to podcasting. Of course, there's also a version available for desktops and tablets so you can listen to the worldwide phenomenon along with all of your other podcasts. Now, I know some of you were thinking, but Dingo, Dingo, didn't you say that we would have to pay? I am here to tell you that right now, today, you will get the first three months of premium free of charge. That's what the Dingo can do for you today, okay? Download the Luminary app, all 
Every single episode of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast is there, and it is there now. Make sure in the app to bookmark the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast and all of your other favorites so you will get notifications for every new episode when they go live. For next month, you can listen to I Am Rappaport on all podcast platforms. But, and here's the most important part, but come May 20th, come May 20th, 2019, we will be exclusive on Luminary with 40 other amazing podcasts. So download the Luminary app now. We are so excited. I want to thank the fans. Okay, this is coming from the bottom of the Gringo Mandingo's heart and the Dust Brothers. We thank you. Download, sign up, or go to luminary.link slash Rappaport. That's luminary.link slash Rappaport. I am Rappaport Podcast. I just listened to this podcast called Sports Wars, which was dope. But one of the episodes that I loved was about Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Remember when uh, Brett Favre was still the guy and Aaron Rodgers got drafted? It breaks down all that shit, all that muscling, all that ego uh, to basically get Aaron Rodgers into the starting position and get an aging Brett Favre out of Green Bay. That is on the Sports Wars podcast on Luminary Plus. There's so many others. You know what it is. I don't fuck around. I don't fuck the fans. Again, if you guys want to fuck yourselves, listen, I'm assuming you could make uh, uh, executive adult decisions on your own. If you want to fuck yourselves, that's on you. I don't want anything to do with it. Okay? If the fans want to fuck the fans, literally, you do that. But me, figuratively, And literally, I don't fuck the fans. Trust me on this. Now, as far as the first 150, it's gone. All the people that signed up for Luminary are getting their free butter. Butter soft. I am Rappaport exclusive t-shirt. We sent emails to all of the people already. We sent pictures of the shirt you're going to be getting shortly. Butter soft. I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Amazingly, that went off without a hitch. So that first 150 t-shirts will never exist again. When you get your t-shirts, I encourage you guys to email us pictures, post pictures, tweet pictures, DM me pictures, however you want to get us pictures. I want to see you guys in those buttersoft, beautiful I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast t-shirts. And if you have any questions, any concerns about anything, Always email us at IamRappaportPodcast at gmail.com. That's IamRappaportPodcast at gmail.com. Keep signing up. You never know when the gringo mandingo, that's me, will come up with another t-shirt giveaway. It won't be the same t-shirt giveaway because that t-shirt is 150 and done. No more. No mas. But we're going to keep doing things, so keep sending them in. We're keeping track of everything. We kept track of that clean 150, and we're going to keep keeping track. Now, let's get to this shit right now. Nicolas Cage, the great, well, I think he's gone overboard. I think Nicolas Cage is gonzo, if you ask me. I, I, I get the feeling that Nicolas Cage is, he's done uh, uh, mentally. He's fucking whacked out of his tree. Um... But he's been married four times in the past. Okay, I don't hold that against him. 
Uh, but Nicolas Cage just got married to a woman he didn't know. Uh, I don't know how they met. You know, he's gone. He, he's got the hair plugs. He's bloated. He's just a very eccentric guy. I worked with him on Kiss of Death. Couldn't have been nicer. Couldn't have been cooler. But he's very eccentric. You know, Nicolas Cage, he's, he's a badass. Leaving Las Vegas, moonstruck, and so forth and so on. He's only 55 years old. But, but uh, uh, he got married to a, a makeup artist. Uh, they got married for four days. One, two, three, four. Four days. Uh, and then Nicolas Cage said, no more, no mas. Uh, apparently, now I don't know, uh, uh, his, his new wife had a drinking problem. Um, and uh, he's saying he lacked an understanding of what was happening. You're a grown man. You're marrying a virtual stranger. You don't know what's happening. That's neither here nor there. They were married for four days. He's trying to get an annulment. Do you, Nicolas Cage? But, but the wife is trying to get spousal support. See, that right there is that bullshit. If I'm the judge, I tell, I tell a baby girl, I say, listen, sweetheart, uh, you were married four days. I order Nicolas Cage to give you a $10 Starbucks coffee card, $500, and a bus pass. Get the fuck out of my court. Get the fuck out of my court. He'll give you a Starbucks coffee card for $10, okay? $500 cash and a bus pass. Uh, uh, keep it moving, sweetheart. You're not getting spousal support. What kind of shit is that? Like, don't you have any pride or decency? Self-worth? You're married to this guy for four fucking days. He don't know you like that. You don't have no kids. We're shutting this shit down. Okay? That's it. You ain't getting nothing, sweetheart. These people are crazy with this. They get divorced and they want to drink. Four days. Four days of freaking off. Who knows what they were on? I'm not saying they were on that booger sugar, but I'm not saying they weren't, okay? But I'm sure it was wacky and wild. Again, I'm not saying they were on any booger sugar. I'm not saying they were on those gray skies, but I'm not saying they weren't. But you ain't getting a nickel out of my man. Fuck that. Uh, Juicy Jesse Somlay, the juice man. Um, His brother made a statement uh, the other day that Juicy Jesse is now suffering from night terrors. <laughs> this guy is a fucking bozo. Juicy Jesse Somle is really, I got to give it to him. This motherfucker is really about that life. He is saying that he is uh, suffering from night terrors, uh, which means he's uh, probably waking up in his sleep, sweating um, and waking up in his sleep with his heart pounding. Uh, uh, all this comes from a fake beatdown that never happened. You're worried you're having these night terrors because you're worried that the state of Chicago, um, the city of Chicago is going to sue your fucking ass, Duke. That's what those night terrors have to do with. It ain't got nothing with those Nigerian brothers that beat your ass, or so you said, the fake beating where they pushed you around. Those night terrors come from the fact that, like I said, I said this a couple of weeks ago, yo, if I got a, a notification that some city, an entire city, let alone Chicago, one of the biggest, uh, most famous cities in the entire world, forget the United States, was suing me, I'd be having night 
terrors as well. But you didn't want to just pay up. You didn't want to just cop a plea. You didn't want to just go behind closed doors and work something out. You didn't want to do that. You were too good with that. You wanted to hang on to the fact that you were the gay Tupac. Do you think Tupac had night terrors? I don't think he did. I thought you were the gay Tupac, Duke. Just another reason why you're never, ever going to be the gay Tupac. You're not about that life. You're faking Jack's juicy Jesse. I don't understand what's wrong with this guy also. I really don't. Uh, George Zimmerman, famous uh, sick fuck, famous piece of shit. Obviously, uh, most famous for killing teenager Trayvon Martin. I don't care what the, what, the, what the scenario was. That didn't need to happen. I think we're all clear. Even the most racist person, that, that didn't need to happen. I don't care if you're a stand-your-ground uh, gun advocate. That clearly did not need to happen the way... It happened with Dick Stain, George Zimmerman. Um, he was kicked off a dating app a couple of weeks ago. And now he was officially kicked off Tinder again. Duke, you can go on Tinder. You can go on Grindr. You could go on whatever dating app you want to go on, George Zimmerman. Nobody, and I mean absolutely nobody, is checking for you, even if you weren't George Zimmerman, which you clearly are, nobody would be checking for you. You Snickers, Kit Kat eating motherfucker, you pudgy little fuck. Nobody's checking. No one wants to go out with you. There's nothing appealing about you, Duke. Okay, even if you didn't kill Trayvon Martin in cold blood. No one would be checking for you. But the fact that that is your legacy, that's what people know you for, nobody, yo, you're so fucked up. There's not even any sick fucks that are checking for you because look at you. You donut-eating motherfucker. You're not getting any dates on Tinder, okay? Even when you put yourself in disguises and come up with fake accounts, you, yo, you're never getting it popping. You thought shit was going to be sweet. You thought you were going to be hailed as some sort of hero. That's not happening, Duke. Get off the fucking dating sites. Okay? Get off the dating sites. Okay? Get ready to live the rest of your life alone, Duke. That's what happens to people like you. You will be living alone. Even porno won't work in a few more years. That shit won't even... You won't even be able to get your pencil hard watching no-nos. <sighs> The great Jack Nicholson turned 82 years old, man. The great, truly great Jack Nicholson. Now, I know I talk a lot about, of course, uh, my guy, Danny Aiello. Of course, De Niro, Pacino, uh, the most, Joe Pesci. But Jack Nicholson is one of my favorites and one of the true greats, one of the most original actors and his body of work is so crazy jack nicholson's body of work is stupid i saw this thing it said the 36 i don't know why they picked 36 best movies by jack nicholson every single one of them i've seen uh, uh and he's been great time and time and time again so unique totally original 
uh, from the Sean Penn-directed Jewel, underrated Jewel, the crossing guard, to How Do You Know, to Carnal Knowledge. I love that fucking film directed by Mike Nichols, starring him and Candace Bergen. If you never saw Carnal Knowledge, check it out. It's fucking dope. The Last Tycoon, De Niro was in that. That's a dope, underrated, old film. I really like that movie. Elia Kazan, The Two Jakes, with Jack Nicholson and Harvey Keitel. The Postman Always Rings Twice, which is like a sexy, steamy... Yo, you get to see Jack freak off. One of the great coxmen. One of the great stickmen of all time. Let me tell you a little secret about Jack Nicholson. Him and Warren Beatty, best friends during the 70s and 80s you know what that means yes you know what that means because we all know how Warren Beatty gets down they were they were two peas in a pod during the, the late 60s the 70s and the 80s when they were both in their prime and the biggest stars in the world Jack Nicholson put it down yes we see him at the Laker games he's fat as fuck He's 82. Happy birthday, Jack Nicholson. He has nothing to prove in front of the camera. And we're talking about a world-class stickman. We're talking about a fantastic coxman. Uh, The Witches of Eastwick. Remember when he played the devil in the Witches of Eastwick dope-ass movie with Cher, Susan Sarandon, Michelle Pfeiffer? The Joker, of course, he played Batman. Something's Gotta Give. That was dope. The King of Marvin Gardens, dope. Hoffa. Hoffa's a... Now, I don't say it's a dope movie, but I love his performance in that movie with Armand Asante. There's a line in that movie that I always like to quote. Him and Armand Armand Asante plays the the Italian mobster, and he goes, we... And Jack Nicholson plays uh, Jimmy Hoffa, and he goes, I'm going to do what I got to do to get the unions back. And Armand Asante goes, what does that mean? He goes, I'm going to do what I got to do. Uh, I didn't do a great impression, and it's not a very compelling line, but the way he delivers it, which is what really makes a great actor dope. He's dope in that movie, Hoffa. He's always dope. About Schmidt, dope-ass movie. Remember that movie starring, uh, directed by that dude, Alexander Payne? Great movie, The Pledge. Of course, The Shining. What more can we say about The Shining? How incredible, how unique. Anybody could have played that part, but nobody would have done it the way Jack Nicholson did the part in The Shining. Game changer. Shut it down. Stanley Kubrick. He shut that fucking film down. He shut that part down. And when I say anybody could have played it, he wasn't the only actor they thought about uh, uh, when they uh, cast The Shining. There's a lot of great actors. Warren Beatty, De Niro, Pacino, Dustin Hoffman. They were all around at that time. I think it was 1980, 1979. Paul Newman. Uh, but but the way he played it, those nuances, that here's Johnny, that, that sort of like, you know, real calm, but then he goes to, you know, he goes zero to 100 real quick. Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Um, five Easy Pieces, Terms of Endearment, A Few Good Men, Ridiculous, The Departed, Great, Scorsese, DiCaprio, Prissy's Honor, As Good As It Gets, Chinatown, and then of course... Fucking, he could have stopped there. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. Again, if you look at his performance and what he brings as an actor, the energy, 
the innuendo, the details, the, the, the looks, that eyebrow thing. That's just him. That's just Jack Nicholson's thing. Like De Niro has his thing. Christopher Walken has his thing. Any great actor has some sort of thing. Benicio Del Toro, he's a freak. He has his thing, right? It was on full display in Escape from Danmore. Like, yeah, we've been watching this guy for 20 years. This is what he does, and he does it like nobody else. Well, Jack Nicholson has that on fucking hyped up, jacked up Alex Rodriguez steroids. This, this guy's uh, uh, one of the greats, one of the true, true greats uh, at what he does. And any actor worth his shit will say that. And any actor worth his shit, you can't even copy what Jack Nicholson does. That's how good he is. Christian Slater, they say, used to uh, try to copy uh, Jack Nicholson. You can't copy. You can't even do an impersonation of what Jack Nicholson does. It's one of a kind, once of a lifetime, uh, 82 uh, a ridiculous, great, iconic, game-changing actor. And let us not forget, let us not forget the bloated guy we still see at the Laker games, magical coxman in his time. I mean, one of the best of all time. So salute this guy. Appreciate him while he's still here, 82 years old. Happy fucking birthday, Jack. Oh, man. The NBA playoffs... As of the recording of this I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast, um, the Detroit Pistons have been finally taken out of their misery. Good. They shouldn't have even played game four. They got swept by Milwaukee. Uh, Blake Griffin tried to play. Uh, he, he, I don't know why he tried to play. W -w -w Blake, I fuck with you. But you knew even if you came, like, let's say you won a game, what are you going to do? You're going to win four more? three more let your fucking knees rest you get injured you get injured no one thinks you're a, a punk ass bitch okay you're injured you're hurt sit it out they took them out of their fucking misery uh utah is still hanging in there they're down three to one to james harden and the rockets i thought that was going to be a better series uh than it's been um toronto uh they're looking good but they are still uh, uh smacking away with orlando but they're going to win that series in either five or six games uh, Boston has advanced, uh, all the, although the games were close-ish. Um, they uh, beat the Indiana Pacers, who somehow, someway, uh, even made it to the playoffs without their best player, Victor Oladipo. The Warriors are about to do away with the Clippers, who are putting on a great display, and it is a great business card for the Los Angeles Clippers. We have heart, we have guys, and we are in need of a leader and a star. Uh, I don't mean leader because they have Patrick Beverly. He's clearly the leader of that team. But I'm saying they are in need of a star. And uh, they have a cohesive unit. Uh, Montrez Harrell and uh, my guy uh, Gallinari. And just the way that team plays. And, and although uh, the Warriors are in control of that series, they've made a few of the games competitive. Of course, um, they won that uh, game where they came back to 31, but they're good. And of course, we have the Portland Trailblazers who are probably going to finish off the Oklahoma City Thunder. And now it's I think it's time to apologize everybody, including me, although I've already apologized to him, but everybody who was talking that bullshit about Kevin Durant, and he's a cupcake, 
and uh, you know he's a sucker ass bitch, and you know he's ring chasing. Uh, I think it's clear now that he was ahead of the curve on what he knew about Russell Westbrook. I'm not turning on Russell Westbrook. I fuck with Russell Westbrook. I've defended Russell Westbrook on camera with Colin Coward, who's been talking shit about Russell Westbrook for a while. I love Russell Westbrook, but he has not been able to figure out how to get it done. It doesn't mean he's not a force of nature. It doesn't mean he's not the Jackson Pollock of the NBA. But they're about to get eliminated for the third straight year in the first round, the Oklahoma City Thunder, the third straight year since Kevin Durant left. Kevin Durant was like, I'm not fucking with Duke. I'm done. You can call me this. You can call me that. You can say whatever you want to say about me. I'm getting the fuck out of here. And he kept it G in regards to Russell Westbrook. He never shitted on him. He never complained about it. He never threw him under the bus. He never threw Russ under the bus. That rhymes. I'll say it again. He never threw Russ under the bus. That rhymes. But... He was ahead of the curb and Paul George, PG-13, the best hairline in all of sports possibly ever. Paul George is probably what, 28, 29? I don't fact check. I refuse to fact check, but Paul George is 27, 28, 29. I don't know what he is. Hairline's not going anywhere. You'll never see Paul George uh, uh, going bald. That hairline is there for life. Um, and now Russell Westbrook got him talking stupid to the media. You know, Russell Westbrook, he, he gets on that, like, uh, a next question. He's got something with, with some local uh, reporter from Oklahoma City, and he'll be on that next question. And now they look like assholes, and I fuck with both of them. They're two of my favorite individual players in the NBA. But now they're, they're both up there after the games, after you lose. The guy's asking him simple basketball questions. Maybe he's talked greasy in the past, but he's up there talking about next question, next question. And then Paul George would be like, next question. Yeah, you guys look dumb. Yo, you guys look, yo, this is not a good look for you guys. Paul George, Russell Westbrook, now you look like sore losers because Dame Dollar and CJ McCollum are busting your ass. Russ was talking greasy. Russ was talking a lot of shit to Dame Dollar. And they're cracking your ass. And now you're up there saying, next question, next question. He's not asking you personal questions. Be a pro. You were talking out of pocket. Okay? Uh, KD looked like the bad guy. You looked like the good guy, the, the, the underdog, the guy who was so loyal. Paul George looked like he was the guy that was the underdog. He was so loyal, he's going to play with his L.A. comrade. And now you guys are up there talking that next question shit? Nah, I don't support that shit, Duke. I'm not with that, Duke. Um, but uh, the next round, and it's only the first round. That's why I love these first rounds of playoffs, because there's games on top of games every single night. And I don't think there's a game every day in the second round, although there might be a game every day for the first four games. Um, I don't fact check. But but we're talking about the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Boston Celtics. That's a series. We're talking about the Toronto Raptors versus the Philadelphia 76ers. That's a series. If the 76ers beat my Brooklyn Nets, 
It ain't over. Now, yes, they're up 3-1. Yes, it should be 2-2. Uh, but it ain't over. But I must say, I must concede and say that unless a lightning strikes or maybe Joel Embiid's knee fucks up, uh, those mongoloids, that's why I call them the, the big three mongoloids, starting with fucking Boban, Ben Simmons, and Joel Embiid, because they're tall. They're a fucking tall team. Uh, they'll probably get past Brooklyn, but that's another great business card, great calling card, great audition for free agents to come to Brooklyn. Okay, and remember, if you play for the Brooklyn Nets, you live in Brooklyn. If you play for the New York Knicks, who are my team, Fisdale's my guy, you don't get to live in Manhattan. The practice facility is in New Rochelle. So you live in New Rochelle and you come, your workplace is really the practice facility and the games at night where you go to play your games, they're in Manhattan. If you don't know the dynamics of this and the logistics of this, during the day, we're talking about an hour and 45 minute drive. Brooklyn to Manhattan, 15 minutes. You could get on the subway and be uh, in Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn to Manhattan, 10 minutes. You could take an Uber there, 10 minutes. Nonetheless, I think Kevin Durant will be a New York Nick if the Golden State Warriors win. If they don't win, I think he's staying. But the second round of the NBA playoffs is going to be dope. Boston versus Milwaukee. For all intents and purposes, the Golden State Warriors are going to be playing the Houston Rockets. The Houston Rockets are most likely going to continue to uh, eliminate the uh, Utah Jazz. The series is now 3-1 to one as a taping of this I Am Rapport Stereo Pockets, but I don't see Utah coming back 3-1. to one. And then Denver-San Antonio, they're still duking it out. Denver-San Antonio is going to play the winner of the uh, Oklahoma City Trailblazers uh, uh, series, the Portland series. And all those teams are good. Portland is good. Of course, the Warriors are good. The Rockets versus the Warriors. That's like Tommy Hearns versus Marvin Hagler. And those two series in the East is some of the best basketball you're going to get. Okay. Toronto versus the 76ers. I'm watching every quarter of every game. Boston versus Giannis and the Greek Freak. I'm watching every single corner of every game. Yes, they're saying the ratings are down. Then you were never about this basketball life because the ratings were down just because of LeBron James. I don't know what to tell you. Then you just didn't like basketball. Uh, uh, because last year, if the if the uh, playoff ratings in the Eastern Conference were good, watching LeBron James go to seven games with Toronto, uh, going to seven games with Indiana and sweeping Toronto. What was so exciting about that? He made mincemeat of the East. So I'm enjoying it. I hope you're enjoying it. Watch the games. The games have been great. There's so many stars. Dame Dollar, friend of the Iron Rapport Stereo Pockets, getting busy. CJ McCollum, just to sign him up as an all-star going forward. He's never... Can you imagine that CJ McCollum has never been an NBA all-star? Donovan Mitchell, he's that dude. I know he missed the three-pointer at the end of the game. He's got heart. He's got grit. And he's all class. What a great young star in the NBA. His first podcast was what podcast? What? Yeah, the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Donovan Mitchell's first ever podcast before the dunk contest, before anybody knew about the Spider-Man. I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. I Am Rappaport Podcast. Illmatic, fucking Illmatic, Nas's classic record. Um, I mean, there's been article after article after a documentary after after different articles, after mini docs, after profiles, after interviews, after making ofs, after reissues. 
after uh, reissues, after reissues, after remixes, 25 years old. Fucks my head up. I think about like the first time I heard that record. I talked about it when Omar Epps was here. I first heard that record on the set of Higher Learning. Omar Epps had a bootleg copy of, man, you know what? I need to say this. Um, I didn't say this earlier. Yo, we got to uh, pray and think hard, positive thoughts about the great John Singleton. It was in the news. Man, this just fucked me up. I, I didn't talk about this earlier, but he's okay now. Hopefully, knock on wood. But the director of Boys in the Hood, the director of Higher Learning, and, and just such a good dude, just a nice dude, a, a giving dude, um, a guy that would be just call you out of the blue and be like, yo, I was thinking about you. How you doing? Came to see me do stand-up three weeks ago on a Humble. Did he? He's like, yo, I heard you doing stand-up. I want to come watch you. Came, saw me, hung out with him afterwards. He suffered a stroke a few days ago, and he's in the hospital. And um, we got to send good vibrations and good thoughts or, or whatever your interpretation of that is to the great John Singleton, who is as great as a filmmaker is. He's an even better person and just a sweet dude. Um... Damn, that that fucked me up. But I, I uh, talking about Nas um, with Omar Epps, of course, on the set of Higher Learning, and you can't mention Higher Learning without sending good vibrations to to John Singleton. Um, uh, he had a bootleg copy of of Illmatic, and we we knew it was coming. It had been so much anticipation because uh, Nas was on the uh, Live at the Barbecue uh, song with uh, uh, Large Professor song, the Main Source song. And, uh, you know, there was just like rumblings about it and you heard like, oh, Premiere is going to produce it and Tip's going to produce it. And there was all these like folklore about the album before it came out. Um, and this is without Twitter. This is just in the hip hop, you know, like the, the radio and like the Source magazine. You just kind of like heard these rumblings about Elmatic. And then when it came out, it lived up and lived up uh, uh, to, beyond all the expectations and Illmatic just turned 25, 25 fucking years ago. Uh, uh, one of the greatest uh, records ever of any genre uh, uh, was dropped and it's still dope. And I banged it and I banged some remixes of it um, and I, I banged like just all these like samples. There's this dope dude, Chris Reed, he put out this thing and he plays with the samples. A lot of a lot of DJs have done it. And you know, that record, that's one of the only records I, I know back and like I know all the songs on that record for the Genesis, where they're talking in the beginning, and of course, New York State of Mind, Life's a Bitch, and then Halftime, or or is it the halftime and then the, the world is yours? And then Memory Lane, um, and then One Love, Banger by Q Tip, uh, One Time for Your Mind, and then It Ain't Hard to Tell. No, no, it ends with, uh, it's represent, and then it ain't hard to tell. Pfft, Illmatic dropped uh, April 19th, 25 years ago, 1994. I was 24 fucking years old, and I would, man, what I would do to know what I knew, what I would do to know what I know now, and it's only 10 songs in the record short. It's 40 minutes, and it's perfect. It's a perfect fucking record. Uh, so happy 25 years of perfection uh, uh, for Illmatic. And of course, Nas has done so much dope music since then. But Illmatic is just, that shit is just pure, pure New York, New York boom bap hip hop at its finest. From uh, uh, 
the one and only Nas Escobar, Nasty Nas. And one of the final things to say about Illmatic, Halftime, the song Halftime was released on the Zebrahead soundtrack. In the opening credits of my first movie, uh, the first time I'm ever on screen as an actor, uh, is the first time the world got to hear Halftime by Nas. So I was always like proud of that shit. Not that you know Nas needed uh, Zebrahead or Michael Rappaport, but I'm always like, shit, I'm part of fucking history because that was... That was a uh, 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 you know uh, a great album that still lives up to uh, all the uh, all the hype that it had. It still it still surpasses everything that we expected from it. Finally, uh, at Coachella, uh, Kuki Kanye West uh, did his Sunday sermon performance in front of an estimated uh, fifty thousand people, and he uh, uh, he prayed. There was a lot of praying. Uh, there was apparently a lot of uh, a good uh, church music, which I like. Got a lot of old soul. Uh, there was no hits. There was no Jesus walks. There was no uh, any of uh, you know uh, you know that that Yeezy Yeezus. Uh, there was none of that young Kanye, the old Kanye. There was none of that. Uh, Duke had his hair dyed purple. I think I'm colorblind, um, and he was crying a few times. He had breakdowns, um, and other people cried. And I think Kid Cudi, who does nothing for me. No disrespect. I've, I, you know, he's got a couple of songs, but some people hold him to this super high uh, place. He does nothing for me. I'm not saying he's whack. Uh, I just never been moved by his music. Um, I think DMX might have gave a sermon there, which is dope. Uh, shout out to Dark Man. Uh, uh, but basically, basically, it was a self, um, very narcissistic performance, and I, I feel like. Um, from what I saw in the clips, I'm sure it was cool, but people were sitting there like, what the fuck is this? Um, I don't know if it was free, but you could tell uh, by the looks from the people um, that they were like, what the fuck is this? Uh, can you please at least do like Jesus Walks or uh, a Gold Digger, something. Just do one Just do one song. It's 95 degrees out here. Can you give us one hit? Can you give us one banger? He, he wasn't doing any of that. Um, and I think Kanye West is gone. I think people are like, I want the old Kanye. Uh, that's not happening. Enjoy uh, what you had from him. Uh, I think this guy, the, the, the fame and the mental illness and all of it, you can't go back in time. You know, I learned that when I did the Tribe Called Quest documentary. You can't go back in time. You can't go back to Illmatic. You can't go back to Midnight Marauders. You can't go back to the Beatles. You can't go back. Like, time moves forward and things change. And, and the way we interpret music, especially great music, like the people I just mentioned and the early Kanye, you know, there's a certain uh, uh, memory that we have attached to those songs. You can't go back to those memories. You can't go back to a time without Twitter. You can't go back to a time where you would just go to the store and get the CD and listen in your car and have that first impression. Things are different. Um, and it's not just the way we listen to music, it's when you listen to music. And that was one of the themes of, of Beats, Rhymes, and Life, The Travels of a Tribe Called Quest, the doc I did about A Tribe Called Quest, because you, you, you want them to do these things, but uh, they grow up. You know, uh, They talked a lot about during that film, making the music in Fife's grandma's house. They don't, they, Fife's grandma moved. You know, there, there is no studio in Fife's grandma's house, so they can't do the pre-production on Midnight Marauders. It's like these things change. That was one of the things that I learned and I had to come to terms with when I did that film. It's like the old Kanye, it's gone. We might not like the new Kanye. Me, his music now, I'm not with it. I'm not with it. I, I'm glad that he's showing young people, uh, you know, like 
uh, some of the Clark sisters and like that old soul stuff uh, and then that that church music. I, I like it occasionally, but we're not going to get those bangers uh, that we uh, fell in love with Kanye from. That being said, I'm done. I'm finished. Uh, this is uh, the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. My name is the Gringo Mandingo, a.k.a. the White Chocolatito, a.k.a. Mr. New York, a.k.a. Mr. A.k.a. Uh, uh, Miles Jordan, uh, a.k.a. the Dust Brothers. Uh, take us out of here with something real nice. Yes, something real proper. But most importantly, take me out of here with something real fucking funky. I'm out. <laughs>